Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. BGK looks to break out of the funk for tonight's game against the Arizona Coyotes at T-Mobile, plus our predictions ahead. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. You can find us on Twitter at Lockdown BGK, at Tony Dasco. I don't even know my own name. Okay. At TD Chris G. And don't forget, subscribe to us, of course, on our YouTube channel. So, Chris, I just remember uh, when VGK played Arizona here last month for the first meeting. Didn't you say something about troubled waters ahead, something about a turning point for VGK? You sensed something wasn't right despite VGK winning that game four to one. Am I correct? A hundred percent. Watching the first period of that game, it was just very that. And the Golden Knights couldn't really get off to that good of a start. And you're just kind of watching the game. You're wondering if are the Golden Knights playing down to the Coyotes level? Are the Coyotes playing up to the Golden Knights level? And at the time, it's worth noting that the Arizona special teams on both sides were actually pretty solid. Their power play and their penalty kill. Um, There's a little more maybe hope for the Coyotes then versus now in, in the fact that they only have 10 wins on the entire season. But that was the game for me watching up in the press area where I'm watching. I'm like, all right, maybe this team is just missing something. Something weird was happening. And I didn't think the VGK was going to be bad or anything like that. I didn't think VGK was going to have a a one in six stretch or whatever the heck they're on right now. But something just seemed off that game, whether it was Arizona playing better, VGK playing worse. But I definitely had a concern that something wasn't 100% ticking with this team. And yes, there's all the injuries now and everything. We do have to acknowledge that. But things since then have actually gone a little worse than the troubled waters that I felt were ahead. Yeah, they're very murky waters, uh, to say the very least. And we saw Arizona coming off of a loss to uh, in Tempe to Montreal. Uh, since they returned from that 14-game road swing, 14 games on the road, uh, they've won three of their last six. So they're playing okay. I think that they could present a little bit of a challenge early on in this game. But VGK, again, still, even with its current roster, should be able to win. No Jack Eichel tonight either. And Bruce Cassidy made that clear yesterday. And the way that he said it, it makes you believe that Eichel's not even close to returning to this lineup. Yeah, there's a little more concern. Um, You look at the way they put everybody on IR, Zach Whitecloud, LTIR. Um, Jack Eichel was on regular IR. regular IR. Mm-hmm. And Theodore, I believe they haven't done anything with as far as okay. IR goes. We were kind of talking about that, just trying to get all these injuries in a row right now. It feels like last season all over again. So just trying to read between the lines, you feel that Shea Theodore you know, comes back sometime around the turn of the year was kind of my prediction. Zach Whitecloud, I mean, I think they've said it. They don't believe it to be season-ending. What that truly means, your guess is as good as mine, but we're not going to see Zach Whitecloud, I don't think, anytime soon is the fair assumption we can make. 
And, you know, with Jack Eichel, you hope this isn't something where they just have him on IR right now and they move it into LTIR. I don't know exactly how that could work and what the benefits would be for the VGK to start on IR and then move to LTIR. I certainly hope that's not the case. But, you know, for Jack, for, for Eichel, you hope, I had hoped actually this week would be where we would see him. And the fact that Cassidy just came out yesterday and said, no, it's not happening tonight. That's a concern for me all of a sudden. Now it seems like there's a little more of an outlook. And the fact that Eichel, you know, he tried to practice. He did brave a game with this injury and he looked terrible that game. Call it what it is. Um, the injury, not because he's a bad player or anything like that. So there's concerns about what the length of this Eichel injury is going to be. And who knows, maybe we'll see him back on Friday against St. Louis, or maybe we'll see him after the all-star break. That's, you know, welcome, uh, welcome to NHL uh, injuries, folks. Okay, so the last time these teams met, it was Phil Kessel's 1,000th game uh, consecutively. And the top line tonight, uh, how are they going to manage this now? Because Kessel obviously is in the doghouse. Um, Amadio, does he slide up there? Yeah. Is that how it's going to run tonight I think it's definitely. the top line? I think it's definitely Amadio tonight with uh, Stevie and Stone. Um, Amadio did have a noticeable game when he got his opportunity uh, this past Monday night. Days are all starting to blend together. It's really weird mm-hmm. right now. Um, Amadio is noticeable out there. He made the pass that sprung Chandler Stevenson's breakaway. So that's something right there, at least. And, you know, Cassidy made the comment we're on our fourth string here as far as, uh, you know, people that are getting a chance to fill a. Currently, the Paul Cotter role. Who would have thought we were going to say it like that? Fill the, fill the Paul. What's up with Paul Cotter? We're going to see Paul Cotter back. This is taking a little longer, and I thought it might too. Hopefully, we'll see I've him got, soon. I've got the gift ready to go with Welcome Back Cotter and all that. I'm, I'm very concerned about him not returning of late. Yeah, I guess there's that. I mean, you got your gift, so I, I, I hope the Knights win. That that's my angle. You got the gift, but you know, you do you. <laughs> um, but it's 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 weird right now and you hope Amadio can be noticeable and where I mean this puts Kessel back down I guess on on line three with uh Lecision and Ron Bjerg and you know I, I did and I wanted to make this point yesterday and just we ran out of time as we always do but I felt line three at times uh, again I'll use this at times when it was Amadio Lecision Ron Berg was noticeable on Monday night. And obviously Cassie didn't agree with that because we barely saw him in the third period, but I thought there were stretches even in that second period, as bad as it was where that line was buzzing a little bit. So I was kind of surprised to see them pretty much ignored along with uh, Phil Kessel, unfortunately, and Arizona, I mean, all 10 wins that they have, they're doing okay as of late, as you mentioned, but you know, all 10 wins that they have, you hope uh, a line like that can get some confidence you hope Kessel can get some confidence. I guess you can. We can presume uh, that's going to be a line of Kessel, Lecision, and Ronbjerg, and we'll, we'll we'll see if he can make himself noticeable. I think uh, we think Cassidy likes the misfit line together, and I don't mind the misfit line. I mean, they had some good opportunities, and Riley Smith. I mean, he's Riley Smith is trying to take on the Jack Eichel role right now, where he gets that puck and he's just trying to, you know, he's not trying to do too much. I want I want to stress on that. But Riley Smith is that person right now. When he touches that puck on the second line, he's getting chances and he's getting dynamite chances. So Riley Smith through this tough time has been playing extremely well and he's trying to single-handedly turn this thing around. So uh, for Arizona, they've got uh, in the first meeting, I don't think Nick Schmaltz played. He's back. Um, Clayton Keller, uh, the top scorer, 
12 and 18. Yeah, Keller played. Uh, he, he got a goal in the last game. I yeah, Kel Keller, yeah. But I don't think Schmaltz did in the first. Meeting. I don't think so. I don't recall. Uh, that was the only goal was Keller's in that first meeting. And then Gazes Bear, 23 points. Uh, the rookie, Matias Michelli, uh, still playing well. Uh, three goals, 19 assists that day. And uh, you remember they were having some issues. Uh, they were doing pretty well on five-on-five, five, where VGK does not excel in five-on-five. Five. I remember. Uh, stats are Jordan terrible five-on-five. Five. I don't have remember the numbers that? in front of me. They're so bad right now. They're terrible five-on-five. Five. So we, we might have that dynamic of, you know, Arizona playing better on five-on-five, five and obviously VGK special teams Everybody's are starting better to five perform five well. Than us. Everyone's better than, than us five-on-five five right now. Yeah. What are the problems with the five-on-five five with this team? What do you think? You've been it, there, you know, you watch him every it's day. It's tough because, well, first of all, you mentioned Michelli. I, I like Michelli. He's such a fast skater, 19 assists. You know, it's, again, using the money ball reference, the only thing holding that kid back right now from being a little more notable, his defect is that he's in Arizona, which is unfortunate to say it like that. If he was in like a, a mid to a major hockey market, you would hear a lot more buzz about him. And I guess I'll continue to beat the drum. I pray to any holy hockey god that Connor Bedard does not end up in Arizona, let him go to Chicago and just help build a, that franchise back up and see where that ends up going. Um, the five on five. I mean, you're asking what the problem is and I, I, I'd be on the payroll if I could, if I could uh, twist that Rubik's cube and, and give Cassidy an answer because he doesn't know the answer. Call it what it is. Um, he, or he knows the, in the phrase that he knows the answer, but and we're going to talk more about this in the second segment. So I'm not going to go too deep into it, but right now he's unable to get the translation to the team because clearly the results are not there as of right now. As far as what's going on, I mean, you know, like you said, it, it's in their heads so hard right now. And and in between interviews on uh, Monday night, me and the other media members, we were just kind of talking like it's in their head. And that's why I went to the snake bitten question. I asked all three of my uh, all three of my questions. I used the word snake bitten, and all three, you know, answers somewhat agreed to that. And you really saw it in Chandler Stevenson's eyes. I mean, he gave the nod and said, "Yeah." You know, and it's it's there. It's noticeable. And hockey is a funky game. Professional hockey is a funky game. You know, anything in whether it's a game or in life, if you start overthinking it, that's when you start making mistakes. Like the team is not loose right now. The team is not relaxed. And, you know, they try to be. Although I did I did uh, put out there on Monday night. I always like to stand on the VGK side right in the tunnel. I'm right ice level. There's there's there's, there's me and a panel of glass and all the players. And I love watching the way they are and their their mannerisms, their interactions, and they still have fun. Like poor uh, Ben Hutton got gets crushed, and then Will Carey actually uh, went in there. Go on my Twitter at TD Chris G or, or it's at Locked On. I always tag Locked On, and I always do a series of videos uh, during pregame when I'm there, just kind of singling a player or little things that I like to like to watch. And there were some fun moments as always, but it didn't seem as fun and loose as it normally is. Marge so is usually out there razzing the goalies and stuff like that. You didn't see as much of that. Um, Aiden Hill kind of does his own thing. He's kind of goofy. I got him doing some fun tricks uh, where he shoots the puck in the air and catches it behind his back. I actually showed him that after the game uh, in a private moment between us, and he got a kick out of that, and we were kind of gabbing for a few minutes. But, you know, it's it's hard to answer what's going on because T-Mobile is such a beautiful place. T-Mobile is an amazing place to watch hockey and take in hockey and the show and everything that happens. 
And it's just like, it's not ticking right now. And the fans are noticing because there's less fans at the games. Yes, there was 17,800 announced attendance this past Monday night. Tonight, it's going to be probably 17,600 something. And, you know, the weekend might be 18,1 or whatever the number is. But I'm telling you right now, you scan that lower bowl in particular, there are many, 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 many sections of empty seats. Um, Friday night's game is going to be interesting. The blues are coming to town. The blues don't travel. Well, this is a holiday weekend. It's expensive to travel. So I think, uh, there's probably gonna be some bargains out there for tickets for Friday night. If you waited out on the access app, um, to, you know, 10, 15 minutes before puck drop. And I think it's going to be a lot of notable empty seats on a Friday night center strip, Las Vegas for the only team that has never not had a sellout in since its inception right now. Think about that for a second. We will uh, talk a lot more about this funk coming up next. VGK has lost six of seven at home. How do they break out of the funk? It's all coming up ahead right here. You like the funk. <laughs> That's all ahead right here. Bruno Folks, Mars locked on, on locked on Golden Knights. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsor uh, again uh, for everything that they do for us here. It's Bet Online. Uh, we are actually, we are finagling things here on the show because we have something new with uh, Amazon Music where we do no spots. But this is going to air for you right here. And so that's why I'm juggling things here because we have to time things out and all of that. So stay with us here. Uh, but betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting information, for your stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. From pro football to college bowl season, to basketball, to the NHL, we've got it all on betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And you can find our podcasts wherever podcasts are available. And make sure that you subscribe. You ring the bell. You push the button on our YouTube page, Locked On Golden Knight. So yesterday, Bruce Cassidy said that his team is going through a little bit of a funk right now. And he said that the team uh, yesterday at practice, I don't know why they're practicing still, on, you know, whatever limited time they have. But he said that they did work on a few things. What in the world were they doing wearing the chrome buckets at practice yesterday? Are they, are they going to wear those? They're trying to do anything superstitious to get out of this funk. Are they going to wear them funny, tonight? actually. I, I didn't catch that in practice yesterday. I wonder if uh, if for Saturday's game they're going to go chrome domes and oh, uh, they're the worst. retro. They are might be the worst things. I've Tony, if they seen. wear those chrome domes and go on a winning streak, you and everyone else will love them. And maybe it is some maybe it simply is a way to, to snap out of something. Maybe it simply is a way to snap out of something. Um, I found the tweet. So not what VGK fans want to hear. Troubled waters may be ahead. VGK struggles but wins on the road defensively. Bad loss to the blues and the sharks and a tougher schedule ahead. 15 4 1 is all roses now, but it may change. Line three only had a handful of shifts, um, has been unnoticeable in most games to make a deep run. A team has to have four lines to attack with in waves. VGK, VGK lacks it as, as of now. So 
I don't know. I mean, I, I this is a spot where I don't wish I did have a, a, a proper outlook, but at 15, four and one, I guess I noticed something and it's unfortunate, but the reality is the team has been struggling right now. And to the fact where they're messing with their helmets at home to try and snap out of it right now. So, you know, it's, um, again, I did start yesterday's show, or at least my second point was that we're still top of the West, still top of top of the Pacific. And I, I think the important thing that me and you need to go back to Tony is we both felt, I made this point yesterday. I'm going to make it again. We both felt a 500 win percentage in December with a healthy team would have been good based on just the schedule, based on everything. And the team is 500 while they're missing all these players. And things do loosen up a little bit in January. So if they can get through this and hopefully figure out some things, whatever message Cassidy is sending needs to be done differently because the team isn't responding to it. And that might be the bigger long-term concern with me than the short-term results of the team not doing well at home given their injuries. Okay, fans might not agree with me on this point. They never agree with me. They, no, they might agree with point. you right now. They might agree with you. Okay. Things aren't going well. Go ahead. No, so so something about, again, injuries, because that just seems to be the prevailing theme these days, uh, and then just harping on them. And we, we've talked about this. This is the narrative. It's here now. But down in Henderson, or... Hender, Tucky. Okay, east of where they're at, east of Eden, or wherever they're at, uh, they have their AHL team, okay, in Green Valley. And the AHL team is very, very close. A lot of teams do not have that luxury. No. They teach the same system in the AHL that they have in the NHL. Shouldn't it just be plug and play with a lot of the players that are on the AHL level and just bring them into the lineup? I don't understand why... There's more of a major concern about injuries here than there might be somewhere else where there's a lot of distance. Remember, it used to take two days to get players from Chicago to Las Vegas if they had to call them up. It definitely could, depending on uh, on what's happening, especially with uh, you know the winter months and bad weather. And uh, if you never, <laughs> folks, if you've never had the joy of going through O'Hare Airport, uh, God bless you for being able to to dodge that dodge that bullet. But O'Hare is not a fun place. Midway is okay, but that takeoff and landing is worse than Reno for uh, my Vegas locals. You understand what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's straight up, straight, straight down, up. <laughs> and you hope not to slide off the runway in the winter. That then wind up on uh, on Cicero on 55th or something like that. It, it Trust me, it, it's happened, unfortunately. <laughs> um, back to the Silver Knights comment, plug and play. Sure, yes, to a degree. And that's something I, I want to I hit a Silver Knights game and actually talk to Coach Viros about that. I don't I, – I wish I could find a way to sneak there on Thursday, but I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off. It's a busy week right now. Um, but Cassidy, we've mentioned about issues with the young, and I, I don't want to say issues, but lack of trust perhaps at times with the younger players. And for those that may not agree with that statement, go back to Tony's points about Logan Thompson and Cassidy. Cassidy possibly passive, passively, aggressively challenging him a little bit with the way the 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 rotation is right now tonight's obviously going to be well I, I say about 70 percent logan thompson maybe but does he come right back on friday with aiden hill if, if he really comes back with aiden hill on friday that's going to tell you something about where cassidy's head is at right now cassidy and he's not going to be alone in this by any means but cassidy lacks trust pardon me lacks trust a bit to a degree with younger players we've seen it in boston that skeleton is you know 
peeked his head out of the closet a few times here in Vegas. It definitely uh, is not stuck in the closet in Boston. He's had a lot of issues with the younger players. And as a result, you know, Ron Bjerg, decision when they're in the lineup, they're not finishing games as far as in a rotation by any means. And uh, you can add a uh, veteran Phil Kessel to that same uh, doghouse, unfortunately, or unfortunately right now. Although I think he, due to lack of options, but I think he is trusting uh, like Miramanov and, you know, some of the younger defensemen and, and Ben Hutton is really a younger defenseman, but he's uh, a lower level when comparing to the other defensemen that the BGK has. So, you know, it's, it's growing pains. It's working itself out, but I'll say it again. Will the team respond to Cassidy's bark, so to speak? The answer is no, as of right now. They haven't, in my opinion. No, and especially, I think Jonathan Marsh is so especially. especially. There is a push and pull there. There's a power struggle. I'm telling you, there's something going on there. So, uh, again, uh, Cassidy, great comments. The way that he explains everything to the media and is very transparent, I think, with all of us. Uh, Second period versus Buffalo. He said VGK didn't get back quick enough to defend. He said that they compound their mistakes at time, uh, at a lot of times where it goes from one nothing to two nothing. And he said they, they that they're definitely it's trying to do, yeah, it's a three nothing there in that instance. But they're trying to do too much. He said um, on the Thompson goal, for instance, two defensemen go down that they shouldn't have to leave their feet. Okay, and then you have Hutton and Kessel scrambling back, and that is just. That is an illustration of this team trying to do too much. He said they were trying to get back. They were they, they, the effort was there. The effort was definitely there. But at times, you know, we talked about them pressing, but perhaps they're trying to do too much again to to try to succeed. And and that's a great illustration on one play of just all the things that could go wrong with this team and how they're not just doing what they're supposed to do themselves. If everyone takes it on that burden on their shoulders then they could be more successful. This is where I I do like uh, Cassidy a lot because he does try and remain very calm on the bench. He doesn't, he's mentioned this a couple of times now in the pressures and in the limited pressures I've attended where the team wants to get that goal back. The second, the second VGK gives it up, they want to get it back and then they press and then one, nothing becomes two, nothing, two, nothing becomes three, nothing. And going back to that goal, that goal was frigging terrible. That Tage Thompson goal. Credit Tage Thompson for taking what was given him. We're not taking anything away from the fact that he finished it. But, you know, Miramanov going down, I don't think I minded that. You know, Miramanov was selling out. And then you had another player, I forgot who. Martinez, but didn't Martinez sell out too? It might have been. I, I could be mixed up right now on my players, but one player sells out. Fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But, like, if you go back and just watch that goal, he had all the time in the world just to sit there. Like, what were the other five guys doing? And like you said, they're on their heels. They're on their heels just watching the play, and it happens. I mean, you know, they're they're athletes. They're humans. They make mistakes. I get that. But, you know, it's given me and you things to to criticize a little more right now, and that's unfortunately what um, the little things that need to turn if this team is going to make a run. I mean, three weeks ago, I'm thinking conference finals is the floor for this team. The absolute floor for this team. And then now wild card two is not out of the realm of possibility. And I know I'm I'm trying to I'm making my positive points about the record and where they were, you know, when things were, were going well. But you know, now there's some damage that's been done. And I do wonder what's happening in that locker room. I do wonder about the relationship between specifically March or so and Coach Cassidy and some of the others. And you know, I'm I'm gonna go back to this point as well. 
Gerard Gallant, team is on unstoppable at home, unstoppable. A couple of bad runs every now and then that happens, but basically unstoppable. T-Mobile was one of the toughest places in all the National Hockey League to play in, whether it was the Vegas flu, whether it was, you know, just the road teams getting to know the, whatever it is, who cares? T-Mobile was an unstoppable environment for the VGK. They were okay under DeBoer, and especially DeBoer's first season, we took over for Gallant. That was more of the roster, but still, it doesn't matter. DeBoer had a measurable amount of success coaching home games uh, for the VGK. And insert Max Patch already talking about the country club atmosphere. And then all of a sudden now, the care, I mean, Max Patch already was right. A lot of people, I, I, I didn't like Max Patch comments at first, kind of, uh, you know, teeing off on the way out. But you know what? There's something not ticking at home, whether it's a Cassidy thing. Whether it's a McCrimmon thing, a McPhee thing, an organ organizational thing, whatever it may be, there's something in that culture right now that is making it tough for the players to embrace, embrace, embrace the night, as as a uh, as a uh, PA Bruce says, and they're not embracing the night right now. It's uh, Arizona Coyotes win nine, nine to one tonight. <laughs> it's not prediction time yet, but I just wanted to talk about something that I had mentioned. I think it was uh, episode 363, uh, segment two, paragraph four. I think I was mentioning something to the effect. I Maybe you remember this, maybe you don't. Definitely. About within, <laughs> within Cassidy's system, Chris, within his system, we often see, of course, the defensemen pinching. And I was saying, Chris, are they pinching too much? <laughs> They're below the goalie line at times. And so, therefore, we see a lot of breakouts. And yesterday, he said, there, at times, it could be a bad pinch. Well, duh, like, we're seeing this all the time within the system, and more so when Petrangelo's in the game. Yeah, Petrangelo, I mean, he's getting the minutes right now and, you know, still playing with a heavy heart, definitely. But once you're on the ice, you know, we're that's what we're going to measure as far as the outcome and how things are shaking out. Um I was just going going back over the goals in my head against the against the Sabers and the first goal again it was a breakout situation they allowed all that ice to be open and a long breakout pass basically blue line to blue line it would have been an old three line pass in the old NHL and then uh, Marchessault has a stick in the wrong lane and um, Jeff Skinner finishes it so that's the first goal the second goal again a breakout situation and uh, you know half of VGK and and chance and. Uh, you know, the, 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 the people that shovel the ice are laying face down while, uh, while Tage Thompson just takes it, takes a gimme, takes a tap in. Right. And the third goal was off a face off. If I remember. So that was, it was a off, off of a face off. And Cassidy said it was about uh, 55 feet out. And, you know, that shouldn't happen is what he said. I was, the Palat uh, gold there for, for Buffalo. Which all, almost, if you're saying, making a comment like that, you're putting that on the goalie. And I don't know if I agree with that, but that's where Cassidy's perspective is. And Cassidy's perspective is what matters, not mine or yours, unfortunately. So originally, right, this system was to prevent all this open ice through the neutral zone, to prevent these long passes, to stop the odd man rushes. And you think about the goals that have been scored. It's been everything but that, right? It's been, you know, and again, you're without Zach Whitecloud, who, in my opinion, is possibly the team's best stay-at-home defenseman. Shea Theodore, who is a quality defenseman, a little more quality on the offensive side, but he is still a quality defenseman. And you have Miramanoff and Ben Hutton, Braden Pahal, you know, at the, for a little bit at least, all trying to get this system. Now, the system should be the same at the AHL level, so I, I get your comments about that. But, you know, it's... 
it's a lot of changes and you have to give a little bit of slack to the VGK for that, but not a lot because injuries are simply an excuse. And at home, you know, listen, if they're struggling on the road, I would not, I think our narrative is different right now, but the fact that they are struggling at home and winning on the road, I I will throw most of the injury conversation out the door because they can do it on the road. This team's going to go to LA and Anaheim next week, most likely win both games, right? That's just how it is. They're going to go in both those games. And then we got that noon game, the noon year's Eve game where they're, I'm guessing they're going to go Chrome, Chrome on reverse retro that night, but we got the noon year's Eve game next Saturday and they're going to, they're going to poop the bed. And then they're going to go back on the road after that. And you know, we got a long homestead coming up in January. So they better figure it out soon. What a dog schedule. You know, you're home for the holidays. You're only traveling. I don't want to VGK Southern home California. for the holidays, Tony. VGK home you're for the holidays. You're only travels to Southern California. There's there's no excuse hey, for it's them a back to back, Tony. It's a back to back. It's a back to back. It's going to be tough on that us. That is so so tough. Off of a four game Christmas but, break, it's going to be so tough on us. It's going to be really tough in that you have to travel like ninety miles. You know, and they're going to fly too. They're going to fly. They're not going to bust. They're going to fly. Dan, I, my goodness, no. But again, the Cassidy system is one that's aggressive offensively. But again, there are going to be some holes defensively because, you know, for, for the VGK, because you're not going to be able to get back. And that's what we're seeing. So does he retool some of the things that he wants to do? I think you so in a lot of things, you know, you you trust the process or in your case, the process. Right. And if we're going to talk about the process, you I mean, yes, the results need to be there to measure if the process is working. But I think it's more about, in hockey, the opportunities that are being generated. And, you know, before we, we dump on, on, uh, on what's been happening lately, let's acknowledge the fact that Carlson missed a gaping, night, gaping net beyond belief on Monday nights. Stone was wait, wait, alone. Wait. They said he just, on the television broadcast, they said he just missed it. No. I think it was just... No, he didn't. Just that was major league, just a bit outside type missing. Let's call that what it is. There you go. Um, and Stone had two dynamite chances. One being a breakaway from the blue line. They that had to the opportunity- pad. He had no, absolutely no. No, Marchessault. There was no shootout attempts. I mean, there was. Yeah. We can go on and on and on here, but there were a lot of breakaways. There were a lot of opportunities. Smith rang one off the post in the third. So I mean. If we're going to look at process before results, I'm okay with at least the third period evaluation of the game on Monday, and I can confidently say they should have at least taken that game to overtime. Now, okay, let's let's, let's get a break in. Tonight. Okay, let's get a break in real quick. Yep. We'll come back with our predictions and everything else right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first lesson each and every day. We appreciate you tuning in. You can find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to Lockdown Golden Knights, our YouTube channel. I'm awake now. How do you like that, Chris? Okay, so it's prediction time uh, for VGK versus Arizona. Um, I'm saying three to two VGK. And something that Cassidy said yesterday against uh, the, the last game against Buffalo here. Uh, 32 to 10 at one point shots on goal. And he said, you'll win more games than you lose if you continue to do that. So that is a very positive sign that they're again, putting the puck on that. Um, are these good shots though? Are they, um, are they high danger chances? Most of them? No. Are they coming from the outside? No, no. It's not like last year in the Pete DeBoer system. Again, the breakaway chances again, they're in close. They're right there in the slot. They're just missing the opportunity. But if you, 
continue to put the puck on net, you have to be successful. Eventually, yes. And I'm going to be cautious with my mm-hmm. words because mm-hmm. there were times at the game it did feel like the, the, the war era where there were some lazy, you know, whenever you're shooting the puck, I, I talked to my son about this, the money zone, right? The money zone is basically between the face-off dots in front of the goalie, kind of like that big rectangular area right there. And that's where I want him to stand when he's playing his scrimmages and things like that. That's where the puck finds itself. And if he's standing there, he's going to get a quality scoring chance off. And when the team starts shooting from outside that area, this make-believe money zone that I made up in my head, that's when the shots are a little easier on the goalie if there's no traffic there. So there were a few shots from particularly the left high, outside of the left face-off circle, outside of, you know, to the left of that with no bodies in front. A goalie's going to save that 10 out of 10 times, no questions asked. But the difference is under the DeBoer system, that's all the shots. Maybe one high-dangered shot every 20 chances. But under Cassidy's system, there are a few of those shots like that. That's going to happen. Every shot's not going to be this you know tremendous scoring attempt. But there is a mix of quality opportunities, high danger, the puck traveling through the crease, that sort of thing. So, you know, you hope you get maybe lucky on one of the poor chances that the VGK was taking this past uh, Monday night, but there was enough high danger, high quality chances to not make me feel like, you know, the team is just, you know, shooting from anywhere and hoping instead of having a plan. Okay. What's your game prediction tonight? Four to one. BGK is going to win, right? Arizona. You're going to say Arizona. Wow, you still think the funk continues. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I say 3-2 VGK. I don't I think, think they're going to score a ton Mac, of goals. Chris Condos, I know you like to listen. So Max Payne tonight, Condos. Max Payne. Okay. Uh, all right. It's time. Wow. <laughs> it's time for the locks of the night. I didn't see that one coming. Plot twist. Prove me uh, wrong. Prove me wrong, VGK. <laughs> Prove me wrong, please. I think they're going to continue to put shots on, on net. I think uh, LT should come back energized and possessed tonight. And I think it's going to be a, a nice. I'm with you. Me. I'm a thousand percent with you. Okay. Locks of the night. You can go first. Great. I'll pick up the scraps after you. <clears throat> they're all scraps. I mean, I can't take Riley Smith every night. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, no, Cause you can't go back to back. Let's go. Let's go, Marchy, because I think he's uh, a little a little mad right now about kind of the way things went. And <laughs> Petrangelo hasn't. I don't think Petrangelo's hit the score sheet since he's come back. An assist in his first game back. An assist. Okay. All right. Petrangelo will, will be uh, my second. Okay. Oh I take gosh. one of yours. No. Mm-mm. Come on, take Rob Gordon's decision one time. I'm going to go with Martinez. I like that. And I'm going to go with Amadio. I like Amadio. I like that. I'm just going to – Martinez hasn't – he's not scored, right? Hasn't had a goal. I think he's goalless too. As is we're, we're, three assists, I think, right? Three assists, I think, is all it is. From that. I could he's be totally assist. wrong. I'm throwing that out there. And I'm, no, he has I'm too lazy he just to, hasn't – No, I'm too no, lazy to check right it now. It's all good. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's going to be a pretty interesting game tonight uh, between VGK and Arizona. They always come to play. Right? Who would have thought this was going to be an out. interesting game tonight <laughs> during the holiday over. break, a random Wednesday game against the, the 10-win Coyotes where VGK is measuring themselves right now. Think about that right. for a second. That's a right. concern, Tony. That's and this schedule is not a it, it's not a good schedule right now. They should just be – sweeping up every every win they should be getting points every night every single night with the way that this schedule 
is falling. And even if it's an OT game, what have you, they should be getting points. Should be stealing points, right? Yeah, imagine if they lose like one nothing tonight. How like an overtime? Could you imagine? That would that? be devastating for the fans. Hey, Condos, another one devastating. Sorry, just inside friend stuff. That's all. I got you. Uh, we thank everyone for tuning in <laughs> to today's show. As always, we appreciate you making us your first listen. Your second listen should be Locked On Sports today. You can find that wherever you get your podcast, including on the Odyssey app. For my man Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.